0: It's this week's Shropshire Star Sports Podcast. We've got star reporter Chris Hudson and this week James Garrison's away so Shrewsbury Chronicle's Stuart Dunn comes in off the bench to fill in.
1: So Stuart, a defeat for Shrewsbury at Crawley last week, a little disappointing.
0: Yes it was, but uh, Crawley are a very good side, they've got a big budget, uh, Steve Evans, the manager, is insistent there they are a team going place. Shrewsbury didn't really do themselves any sort of justice in the first half, Chris, that's what disappointed me. Uh, they were 2-0 down at half-time, chasing the game, better in the second half, Mark Ride got one back, but on the overall balance of play, I don't think Shrewsbury could have too many complaints at coming home from Sussex empty-handed
1: bit of a rarity from Steve Evans, he actually winning favour with a few Shrewsbury fans. He was quite complimentary about Shrewsbury after the game, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, very much so. He couldn't have been any more positive about uh, about Shrewsbury Town. He he really does believe they are going to go places uh, this season. He does think they will be uh, promoted, so let's hope that uh, good old Steve Evans, a man that (laughs) isn't always uh, popular with all sorts of football supporters, is he, over the years? Let's hope he proves to be spot on this time. We can only hope.
1: Trewsbury's problem last season was certainly their performances against teams in the top five, six places in the division. Is that a concern again this year? They've lost to the likes of Crawley, to South End to Oxford. It's happening again in many ways.
0: Yeah, you're right. It's, it is a little concerning. Um, it should be said, though, they have had um, a really tough start to the season. You look at the fixtures and they play most of the, the top teams away from home, haven't they? They've been to South End, they've been to, uh, to Crawley. Oxford are up there as well. They've been there as well. They have lost to all three of them. Conversely, though... You look at it, they've been to Port Vale, they've been to Gillingham. Two tough places, they've won there, so it, it shows that they are capable of pulling out really good results away from home, and it's hopefully no more than a blip. On the face, But you look at the stats, seven league games played away from home, four defeats. It's not great, but they've had those two very good away results already, and they've got the, the capabilities you would think to, to turn this one around.
1: We've got an away game this week against a side that it was expected to be up at the top end, Rotherham, but it's not going well for them so far. Yeah,
0: they're having a shocker, aren't they? Five defeats on the spin for, for the Millers. They're not so merry Millers uh, at the moment. Um, the Don Valley Stadium, quirky little place to go as well. This uh, expansive athletic stadium up there in Sheffield, which uh, Rotherham have had to call home for the last uh, three years. They don't like it there. <laughs> away teams don't seem to like it, but that said... Shoes, seem to like it there, don't they? You look at it, they've, they've won two and, and drawn one of their uh, three previous visits. It's a happy hunting ground for them. And um, it would be interesting to see if Graham Turner makes changes this weekend.
1: What's it like watching at the Don Valley? Do you need binoculars oh, to see over that miles,
0: miles away. You must be 70, 80 yards away from uh, the goal mouth to the left. It's crazy. I wouldn't like to go there every week, that's for sure.
1: But yeah, Rotherham's got a young manager there, but he's well thought of, isn't he, despite their current
0: form? Yeah, Andy Scott, uh, former, former Brentford gaffer, did well there, didn't he? led them up into a division higher. Um, yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? Rotherham are going to miss the goals of Adam Lafondre, who uh, went to, to Reading a, a few weeks ago. In some ways, he was their talisman, their main man, and you could say he, he carried them, didn't he? Almost single-handedly at times. So I think Shrewsbury will be glad that LaFondra's no longer longer there to to give them problems, as he invariably always did. So I don't know, it's it's a game that Shrewsbury, I'm sure, will be reasonably confident of getting something from. You talked about possible changes. They played a game against Cardiff in the
1: week, Shrewsbury, as a sort of squad reserve game, and lost that 1-1-0. Can you envisage anybody in that game who might have impressed the manager and forced his way into the team first Saturday?
0: Yeah, I think John Taylor's got to be pushing. He's done very well, I understand, in, in recent weeks. He's had... Such um, a tough start to the season, hasn't he? With the injury and not being able to get into the team because Wright and and Ainsworth are playing so well. But I think John Taylor's got a big part to play. You look at how well he did when he got into the team uh, midway through last season. He's got bundles of enthusiasm and and energy. He knows where the net is as well. So I think he must be um, pushing, perhaps. Um, Up front, I don't know, Marvin Morgan and, uh, and Terry Gornell didn't have too many chances a week ago down at Crawley, but... Morgan's got seven goals for the season. He's always going to to, to hurt teams, like your story by the week. By the way, this week, in, in which he said he's going to to buy himself a new pair of boots, wasn't it? Because he hasn't scored for a while.
1: Yeah, Mark Morgan's a superstitious fella, and he said that when he was playing non-league at Yedding he used to play up front with D J Campbell, who's now in the Premier League with Q P R. And it was something that D J Campbell did that apparently, when he goes through a long run without scoring, he chucks out his boots and buys a new pair. And, Martin said he's been doing that ever since so let's hope the new boots work the trick at Rotherham
0: yeah very much so but it's great for Graeme Turner to have two youngsters like Tom Bradshaw and James Collins Collins who got his hat trick for the Republic of Ireland under the 21s what 10 days ago and and Tom Bradshaw. I think we, we both agree he's a boy destined for, for bigger and better things hopefully he'll be at Shrewsbury to entertain us for the next few years but you would think he's got a real chance of playing at a high level who knows fingers crossed maybe with Shrewsbury in time to come but it's great for Graeme Turner to have that sort of headache isn't it yeah,
1: how many League 2 sides could have two international strikers one on the bench and one couldn't even get in the 16 yeah. last game and it's phenomenal
0: that, that's the pity isn't it for people like Tom Bradshaw and Steve Leslie ahead of him who's now gone on loan to Hereford and got a great goal for them last week that this new ruling in which you're only allowed five subs which I think is still plenty enough used to be seven didn't it for, for football league games you're allowed five subs these days and if you claim to you've got to pick your, your bench sensibly and have a goalkeeper defender and midfielder and a forward so that does mean though that the likes of Bradshaw are missing out but it's still relatively early in the season I'm sure that Bradshaw's got a massive uh, part to play as the season develops.
1: How do you feel about Shrewsbury's situation at the minute? Do you feel that fifth in the table is about
0: right given the tough start they've had? Yeah I think it's a, it's a steady platform isn't it? They're, they're there or thereabouts they've got a couple of home games to come after this uh, trip to Rotherham this weekend. Accrington come to the Greenhouse Meadow on Tuesday AFC Wimbledon, that will be interesting, first time we've seen them. Uh, they come to Shropshire next uh, next weekend. So, yeah, it's, uh you look at it, two home games to come at the next three. If they take six points out of them, pick up something at Rotterdam on Saturday, they can quite easily be back in the top three and and everybody will be very very positive. There's no need for, for any negativity at the moment because they are doing pretty well.
1: Yeah, you mentioned home games there. Their current record is six consecutive home wins, isn't it? So they're pretty yeah. formidable at the Greenhouse Meadow.
0: And playing some good stuff as well. Last home game, they... They played some decent easy easy on the eye football Got the right results And yeah they're heading in the the right direction But Telford maybe can can start to do the same Because you obviously watch Telford week in week out And five games now without a win That's got to be a concern for Andy Simpson I would have thought
1: yeah, at one stage they were looking ahead to the top half of the table. I think I, I remember Andy Sinton giving me a quote where he said it's about time now that we started looking above rather than over our shoulders. And a real ambition for that club to be in the next year or two challenging at the top end of the conference. But it has to be said, that little run you've referred to, they're down in 18th place at the moment and just three points off the relegation zone. So there's certainly work to do there to consolidate. and. I think what's more frustrating is it's not just the results but the performances that have come with them. They haven't been the best in the last two or three games. The football's not been that entertaining in all honesty and a couple of particularly poor performances, especially against Ebbsfleet last Saturday when Mm -hmm. Telford was simply dreadful in that one. Improved a little bit at Forest Green on Tuesday but 2-1 defeat still means that that was their first time by the way that they've had back-to-back defeats in this league and just puts a bit of pressure on them I think.
0: Are they far away from from clicking and and going off on a good run again, do you
1: think? Well, I think he doesn't really, at the minute, know his ideal team, Andy Sinton. Last year, we saw the team not change very much all year, and really, it was only injuries that got anybody else a chance to come into the side. This time around, I think the phrase Andy Sinton keeps using is horses for courses, and he's looking at the tactics of the other teams and picking his side to suit. Now, early on, that was working. They played 4-5-1 up at York and got a terrific victory. For little old Telford to go up to York and win was a real eye-catching result, but... In the last few weeks results like that haven't come and I think maybe he needs to consider a more settled lineup. because the better form they had just a few weeks ago when they did go five unbeaten they did that without any changes at all really so mm. I think maybe the tinkering at the moment isn't quite working.
0: Are the natives of the book said getting a little bit restless or, or are they mindful of the fact that Telford have come up a, a long way and they are playing against you know, professional clubs aren't they full timers most weeks?
1: You get pockets of complaints, and I know that after the game on Tuesday, there were people texting into Radio in Shropshire, the local station, and ar- asking for play- the manager to be sacked, which I thought was, was crazy? a little bit over the top. Yeah, a slightly strange call myself. I think it's far too soon to talk about things like that. But at the same time, I think it, um, the majority of supporters are pretty sensible people. They realise it's a big jump from where Telford have come, from Blue Square North to Blue Square Premier. And they'll be uh, pretty pleased, I think, with just to be here in the first place. And the main aim this year is just to stay here and build on it next season, I'd say. I'd say that's when the pressure builds again. And certainly, I'm sure, next year, if they have survived, top half has to
0: mm. be the aim. Already, do you think Andy Sinton's got it in his mind that some of the boys who did so well to get Telford up just cannot cut it at a higher level?
1: Yeah, I think he says that the ability's there, he wonders wonders about the mindset. He thinks a few of those players just don't have belief in their own ability to play at this level, and it'll be interesting to see what happens when January comes around, because up to now, Telford have never had to worry about transfer windows, because from Blue Square North and below, you can buy and sell whenever you like, really. It's just a transfer deadline at the end of March, but now they're operating under the same system as the Football League, so Andy has to work with what he's got now for the next couple of months, but... Once that window reopens on January the 1st I suspect Mm. we'll see a bit of wheeling and dealing again.
0: Not easy on Saturday either is it? home game which is is good news but Gateshead, I know they've had a couple of indifferent results of late but they've had a really good start to the season haven't they?
1: Yeah Gateshead have been a real surprise package, a
0: team that have a lot of memories for Telford
1: fans. We went up there in the playoff final back in uh, 2008-09 and it was a Friday night game up in Gateshead so it was hardly ideal for the Telford fans or players. They lost 1-0 that day and it's taken two years to join Gateshead and it just shows how long it takes to build really because Gateshead only held on by the skin of their teeth in the first season in this league and you look at them now and they're where Telford want to be, right up the top and challenging. Should be a good game.
0: I think Telford have got what it takes to get the result they need
1: and want so badly on Saturday. Yeah, I do. It has to be said, Telford's better results and certainly their better performances this season have come against the bigger teams. I think that the pressure goes off them a bit more when they play sides where little is expected and it showed at York. They went to Fleetwood and were very unlucky not to win there. They're the big spenders in the division and yet Telford were 2-0 up with a quarter of an hour to go and had to settle for a point. But I certainly think in those games, their way we see the best out of Telford and hopefully we'll get that again this weekend.
0: And for you, personally, it could be an ideal early wedding present. Your last game as a single man, isn't it, covering, covering Telford United this weekend?
1: Yeah, thanks, Stu. certainly is. Yeah. I get married a, a week today, in fact, yeah, on Friday next week. So hopefully Telford can give me an early present with three points and we can do likewise.
0: Fantastic. Good to see you. Cheers, Chris.
1: Cheers, Stu.